0: Kevin Campbell, and you're listening to Chewing the Cud with the Irish Toffees. Come on, you blues.
1: Welcome along, folks, to the next episode of Chewing the Cud. Uh, today, we're going to look back on an absolutely brilliant, brilliant win uh, against Arsenal. and I look forward to trip to the tin mine on Monday night, which we never look forward to, to be honest. But A uh, little bit of hope after the result last week. <laughs> Uh, full crew today. We have Chris, Richie, and Colly. Good afternoon, boys. Uh, how, good how are
0: you?
1: All right, lads? All good in the hood. And as Stephen Bourne said, uh, four happy heads this week. So uh, <laughs> hopefully after last week. <laughs> very, very rarely that happens, but sure we'll uh, we go. Um, to, uh, the Arsenal game. I know we said last week, I think everybody, I think Colly's the only one who went for a draw. Uh, the rest of us went for a loss. Well, maybe that's that's the way we should do going forward. Just set the bar really low and if something comes up even better. Uh Christie, uh, start off first the atmosphere was absolutely it was bouncing. It was just unreal and like when, my goodness is like that. It's it's just it's just the place to be.
2: I think I'm gonna to have to stay away, Joe. To a in one game I don't go to, he's torn up that game of the season. I couldn't even enjoy it sitting there watching the telly. So it was fume and watching everyone bouncing around and I was sitting there and me sitting around with Johnny. Uh, you know, I was it was brilliant. You know, testament to the, the job like we've had four days preparation there to put on a performance like that against the league leaders and I know mean, I I've lost one game all season, so mm. It doesn't reflect very well on, on Lampard, does it? That uh, Dijks has managed to come in with four days of training and get the team looking like they actually know each other. You know, yeah. so organised, so disciplined, pressing together as a unit at the right time. And I mean, we created in that first half more chances than I think we have in any first half all season, pretty much. We, we were dangerous, you know. Without this tippy-tappy shot across the back or playing it out from the back, we just, you know, we just looked so coherent, well organized. Everyone had their job simplified. We knew what we were doing, and it was, you know, it was a well-deserved victory. Of course, you're going to have moments where you're going to have a couple of chances, and you're going to have to defend parts of the game and get a bit of luck, and expect Pickford to make a save or two. But it was just. Our best performance of the season, probably, but Palace maybe. But considering the opposition and how well they're doing, and obviously mm-hmm. the crowd, when they see that, like, like people talk about dice football, you know what you're getting with them. These teams are going to be hard to beat, they're going to work hard. It's percentage football, winning second balls, be strong on set pieces, press your hard, strong on the tackle. That's everything football, it's good as in football. That's what we want to see. But yeah. touches of quality. And there was good touches of quality thrown in amongst the O'Nan you know, in particular. That had a really good game. We, we played some really good stuff at times and played the ball out in, in the right areas. So it was the first time we didn't just show up for 45 minutes. Fair enough for the last half an hour when calvert went off the top of your under. The, you know, we struggled to dominate as much as we you could have said we did in the first half at times. But... It was a really, really good, you know, a first win since October. So mm. It felt it was never going to come. Just a weight lifted off the shoulders. There's actually this program, we don't know if you've heard it, was called Match of the Day. I think BBC show. No, it. It's a new, t- new team. Yeah, it? I didn't know that was still a thing. Well, I watched that Must no, we'll, we'll have, and... we'll have a look
1: on the players. Yeah. Still on?
2: Yeah, maybe next weekend, <laughs> fingers crossed. Yeah. No, it was brilliant. <laughs> And we have you know, an eight or nine day break now until Monday. So it was nice to be able to ride that wave of, we'd say, a bit of optimism and a bit of light at the end of the tunnel. By no means are we over it, but results Mm. probably didn't go our way either. So it made that win even more important. But, I mean, if we do play like that for the rest of the season, worry about ourselves, you would think we'll get enough wins on the board to, you know, have enough to stay up. But... You know, the worry is, I think the striker situation may or may not come back to haunt us, but we'll, we'll mm. talk about that later on. But it was it's just great to have a bit of hope after what's been a poxy couple of months.
1: Yeah, I think that's the, that's the thing. Hope, we always say, Rich, the, the hope that kills you, but it's obviously the hope that keeps you going. That's that's the thing. And the main thing to come out, and he spoke about it beforehand going into the game. All right, like Chris said, he's only like probably three full days. But uh walk right. And you've seen it in the in the training videos before the asked game, but Jesus Christ. Every single one of them. Burst the balls.
3: Yeah, um, there was a quote that I that I heard during the during the week that came from that it was maximum effort it was minimum requirement. I thought it was just nailing the head. And if you're getting hmm. that week in week out, that's what we saw on Saturday, and it's night and day, you know what I suppose, maximum effort and what what it produces, you know. But it's also not just from an individual, it's from a team perspective because everybody knew their role, everybody worked for each other. It allowed each other to, I suppose, to, to shine. You know, I thought the midfield was excellent, like the work rate. Uh, Chris mentioned on an, I thought Gann had his, had his best game for us in a long, long time as well. Just happened to, to be there to pop up because he had that support, because he had guys around him. Uh, it was really enjoyable i suppose from a from an Everton perspective we we don't enjoy games i don't know when the last time. <laughs> oh, yeah. but you know even set pieces we looked at threat we corners that we that we looked like we might do something out of that we just haven't done in ages um and it's people buying in or hopefully it is look it's, it's one game let's not get carried away with it but it's a fantastic start um but yeah and for me it comes down to the effort you saw it i think there was a staff come up a match the day about uh, the distance covered and stuff. And to be doing mm. that on day one on the back of two or three days, and you can see it's a bounce and it's fellas trying to make an impression, but it can also be a change in mentality and uh, the management putting their regimes in place and stuff. And as I said, look, it's day one, and but it's it's a fantastic benchmark. I said last week that it's a free hit, the same as this uh, this weekend is a free hit. And if we can start picking up points along the way that we should have plenty to stay in the league and that's what it's about so um, you just want to keep it going you know we can't get carried away as a team and as fans we need to build on it and we need to just keep it the same because to be honest if and again just back to your point that you made at the start about the atmosphere if Goodison is like that there's not too many teams will come and take points there it's just mm. you know when the place is on fire like that it, it, it's horrible for everyone and we need to make it like that between now and the end of the season
1: yeah, I think that's that's spot on. We, like we said a few times, Carl. That when when players and fans, when we're all on the same page, it, it's just not unbearable. But it, it just it, there's there's not a feeling like it. I don't think. I know. I'm going to, going over the top, but it really is. And when you're in the middle of it, and the place from start to finish bouncing, and and the main thing is that the players feed off the atmosphere. I mean, you could see, I mean, Dwight, we'll get into individual players in, in a few minutes, but Dwight McNeil, Jesus, someone said, if he got tested after that match, he'd have more drugs in than Ben Johnson. But <laughs> he was just everywhere. And, and that's like the point that's coming to make is players feed off the atmosphere and vice versa. When, when players are playing like that, like we always say, putting, putting sweat in their shirt, the fans, it, it just feeds back and forth many
0: times, Joe, we said in this podcast, as long as the players leave everything out on the pitch uh, after the 90 minutes, you know, and I don't know, I know that lads have, have said a lot of what I was going to say, but I don't know when the last time I enjoyed watching an uh, Everton match as much as that, purely from mm-hmm. from the point of view of the work rate, the intensity, the passion, you know, the kind of way, and and yeah, that, really, that feeds into the fans, and the fans feed it back into the players, and there was a few, one or two players on that pitch that started on on against Arsenal that had a lot to prove, and boy, Jesus, did they prove a lot, mm. you know. Um, look again, we we go into individual, but as a team, Joe, as a team, I just thought it was a fantastic, fantastic um game from Pickford right up to Dominic. Everyone played really well, you know, and there were certain little moments in the game that just got the crowd up. I think nearly within the first five or ten minutes, Coleman had a, a, a tackle uh, or won the ball against uh, their left-hand player, Martinelli Martin, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And it just got the fans up, you know, the kind of way. And It's just... I... I... I, I, I can't remember the time of this. I, I, probably going back to Moyes, Joe, you know, the kind of way. But if this is Deutsche then sign me up, Joe, because... This is all I'm looking to see. Looking to see from my team is a bit of passion, a bit of effort, and willing to run for one another and die for one another. As such. I know that probably sounds a bit dramatic, but we haven't seen that element of in a long time. And look, I know Lampard is gone, and in some ways he was very good. And and you know he got the, the connection between the, the team and the fans and all that. But I don't know whether you've seen uh, Deutsch's post match uh, press or, and he was talking about this is just one win. Like, let's not get carried away here. Like, Joyce mm-hmm. didn't go over to the Gladys Street and start piss-pumping the air and all that. Look, I'm not I'm not saying that that was wrong, but he's a completely different manager in all the kind of way. And as he rightly said after the game, this is one game. We're not anywhere near it there. And we, unfortunately, the results, the only downside of the last weekend was that the other results didn't go with us. Mm-hmm. You know? we. But we, what I will say, Joe, is our recent history doesn't let us doesn't show that once you win a game you can win and, uh, and win a second game no when was the last time we'd we done two or three games on the spin mm-hmm. so it, for me it's massive on Monday that that same that same passion and the same intensity it, 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 we go again with it we don't lie back and say oh well we won last weekend sure that was a free hit I just don't think the players will get away with that with Deutsch you know the kind no. of way and and um, Look, I, I understand he's a, he's very a bit marmoist. People either love him or, or they don't like him. To me, I have to say, he's a bit of a f- breath of fresh air, you know, the kind of way not he's not Sean O'Deichio from Brazil or whatever the case may be. He he's he's a working he's a hard working manager in my eyes. And I, I gotta give him all oh, my support, Joe, that's for sure, because what he what he turned up in three or four days of training and he put the team out <clears throat> it only bodes well, from, in my opinion, Joe, going forward.
1: Yeah, I think that that's the main thing, Chris, that players won't be allowed to relax after, like, clap themselves on the back. Like, it it, it has to be the same again. Not just Monday, but from here to the end of the season. And like Collie rightly said, I don't think anyone who slacks or, or backs away from hard work, it's just simple. It's not rocket science. Just, just work hard on the pitch. On the training pitch and the, like during the game, so I, I don't think he, he like he won't suffer Phil's gladly. That's for sure.
2: I think that's maybe why he could be a good. No, I early days, but looking in, he could be a good fit. And now we, you know, he's not a as Colly said a, a Mourinho or a Guardiola or an Ancelotti. You know, we're not. We said it to ourselves. We're not an attractive proposition at the moment. We are where we are and we can't be mm. we can't be snobby and think we you know where everything we should have this we are where we are and he's probably the best fit for the job at the moment. But he kinda has shades and moyes about him, like you were saying, in terms of the you know, hard work, it starts with hard work, but he doesn't do dickheads. He's big on discipline, the basics of the game being hard to beat and, you know, Seppi, all that kind of thing. You could kind of see, it took Moyes years to develop the culture and the kind of mentality. You can kind of see Shayser with with Deutsch, you know, mm-hmm. just seems like he's a good fit. Lampard possibly as much as we liked him. It just kind of seemed like they were all best mates. He just wanted to be best mates with all the players and everything was real nicey-nice. And Just speculating, you know. But little yeah, things yeah. like Deutsches going, like the lads have said, no snoods or make a drivers when well. shin guards, you know, train like you're going to play, you know. Same rules apply on the training ground as you do on the pitch. Just seems to, you know, the basics well. hard work and again he doesn't suffer fools like you said no prima donnas none of this you've seen his interviews everyone's equal when we're on the training ground no egos they're all left at the door no big time he doesn't do any of that shite, you know. so a lot of those players are probably in for a wake up call so yeah it seems to be a good fit again one game but we'll uh, we'll see what he can do going
1: forward yeah that's, that's the thing it's it's we it, it, can't just rest on the laurels out there beating as good as it was, beating Arsenal. Um, we just need to... At same intensity, how long it lasts for, I don't know. But, listen, like Collie said, just, just sign me up. I'll have that every day. Uh, we'll we into, seem to uh, have a balance
2: with most managers, though, don't we?
1: Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. we are going into a few individual displays, which... Um, when I say individuals, but I'll start at the, the, the back four. Jesus Christ. I mean, uh, the full-backs especially... Yeah, I was actually worried going into the game when, not worried when I seen Coleman uh, up against Martinelli I said oh lads this, this, this lad's got because he has been playing brilliant this season I said this lad's going to skin James and like Colly says it was early or two or three minutes and then he went past him and Coleman just ran in slid got the ball out I think he went for a corner maybe a throw in and it just just raised it. and he did it a couple of times after that and it just got the whole crowd going, and it just kicked in, but him and Mikhilenko, two of them, like Saka, he had a little sniff here and there, but Mikhilenko, like Colleen says earlier, lads are under pressure going into the game, I think he was one of, probably, the most lighted players, in the last, like, couple of months, but he just showed, as a defender, what he can do. Yeah, definitely, As suppose, on Mikhilenko,
3: I think he's, Better attributes are defending as opposed to attacking. Mm. So I think the the side kind of suited him. But the, both 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 sides were excellent. And to be fair, they got great cover from McNeil and Amobi as well. You know they doubled up when they needed to double up. But it worked both ways because there was times where they got forward Coleman, especially down the right, mm. where he was even putting in a couple of crosses and things. And you know, but it was just structure, desire. You know. Again, two boys in the middle really leading. You know, looked looked the threat from, from set plays, but just comfortable. Given the given the level of opposition as well, being up for it, being tuned in. You know, I think position wise as well was 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 on point. You know, a couple of times being found out and everything, but it just seemed to have right shape, have right structure that they knew what they were doing. And yeah, it was it was it was really really solid. You know, you never looked like oh we're going to get caught here that we're getting that we're getting dragged out that. Uh, yeah, I, I I was really impressed with it and as well, you say, right, we've been kind of going a tree in the back and we've been mixing this way, that way and, you know, to come in after a couple of days and to have that kind of stability was was, was impressive
1: I think, we spoke before kind of about, like, uh, Dyche like, he likes a, a, back, a flat back four and it just seems to suit the players as well like I said, especially the two full backs
0: Yeah, look We've spoken before in relation to mikolenko Mikolenko for me, Joe, isn't a left wing back. He, he's he's your, he's a he's a left full, you know. And okay, he, he ventures forward, but his main priority is defend is defending. And he's a good defender, Joe. You know. Um, I thought I thought Deuss done really really well in his in this game plan in relation to, you know, how he he, he took out basically Odengard and he didn't give him the space and. You know, there's a few things I've seen since the game and, and, you know, the game plan was there. That was very, very obvious to see from from, from the get-go and I know the lads have, have mentioned McNeil and Awobi and, and uh, I tend to agree with what they said about Ghana. I thought it was Ghana's best game. Uh, the Corey was immense, but I don't know whether that was, a, you know, two fingers up to Lampard. Obviously, there, there had been some sort of falling out mm-hmm. there and, look, you know, we could we could... Talk forever about Onana because that that young lad has there's no ceiling to to his ability, Joe, and and he he will, I've uh, no doubt, go on and, and and be a superstar, you know, the kind of way. And, and I'm just glad that we have him at the moment because you know where he ends up, he's got he's got his own future and his career in the palm of his hands. And he continues in this this kind of route. God knows where he'll end up. But just going back to the Arsenal game, you know. Cody Tarkovsky thought were excellent. Cody obviously pulling her off the line. And the fairness, Joe, like you, you spoke about Pickford, it, maybe Pickford had one save to do, possibly two, but mm. I don't remember much more than mm. that, to be honest with you. In the game, you know, for a team of Arsenal's ability um, it's a and to go in at half time and everyone have more uh, XP, you know, than Arsenal, which is, you know, and, and I know people talk about possession football and Dice and has spoken about it before, but. You know, he, he looks at the, the shots on goal and the shots on target. And if you look at that, we're we doing all right, Joey, you know, the kind of way. And it was just, it was very, very pleasing to watch. And again, I'm, I'll probably repeat myself again, but just to see a manager with a game plan and also the manager having to go with the fourth official. And I don't know, it's just, just a long time since we had maybe that passion on the line as well as on the pitch, you know.
1: All right, yeah, Chris, listen, that was, like Holly mentioned, uh, Onana, for me, I think, man, the match, the chap was just, it just seemed to be, I always, when you see someone play that well, there seems to be two of them on the pitch, but the chap was just everywhere.
2: He's, he's really starting to adapt now. I think from probably the Southampton game, he really showed signs of, you know, he was very raw. When he came in, you could see he had something about him, but... It took him a couple of a couple of months, I'd say, to really adapt to the pace of the league and realise he doesn't have as much time on the ball and the physicality. Of the, I think the Southampton game was good, but watch him at Old Trafford then, I thought he was one of the best players on the park. You could really see him coming mm-hmm. into his own. And it's just, as Collie said, just seems to be an upward trajectory with him. He's absolutely has all the attributes. Still raw at times and stuff, and you know, his forward passing can be a bit lax, maybe, but he's only going to get better and better. 21 years old, he's an absolute monster. And when he bursts down the left wing, like this, he, you know, I know his big strides, but he's quick for a big fella. You know, mm. he showed a lot of pace to get down the wing there and put that crop ball in for Calvary but it's only going gonna to benefit him now as well. With Lampard, I think he was thrown around to two, three positions in the midfield, you know. Everybody's game seems to be simplified now. You know, as Colin said again, and I'm repeating what he said. But with the defense there, you have Tarkovsky and Cody. They're not ball playing players. They haven't got pace. No. They can't play a high line. Mikalenko can't attack. Coleman, fair enough, he can't get up and down like he like he used to. He's not in his twenties anymore. Just a back four, you know, sit deep. Don't let anybody in behind move as a unit, shift across when they have to. That suits them, but down to a T. So our players in a system that brings out the best in them all is going to make them play better. You know, Ghana, no coincidence, left to do his thing in his natural position. He had the best game he's had since he came back. You know, Nana was what he was. You look at the wingers, Awobi and McNeil were two of the last four in that bleed test, so that's where they were playing because they could run Mm -hmm. all day but I wasn't surprised at all to see McNeil in there despite the Burnie thing but again just basic instructions Mikolenko defended well one-on-one so of common, and a lot of the time they went to get one-on-one because you know they were doubled up O'Wobi had the legs to get back McNeil defended supported well and that was just basic organisation and work rate you know as you say hard work beats talent if talent don't work hard and you know I think we we have a bit of quality there and we just haven't been working. The heads have been dropping. We haven't been as intense as we should have been. And we've probably been allowed to be and Deutsch won't stand for that, you know. Mm. So overall, it just seems to be players in a natural position, knowing what they're supposed to be doing, accountability and responsibility throughout the team and a clear idea of how we're going to defend. You could see clear. We're just keeping Arsenal on one side of the pitch Always allowing them to be able to you know, cross the ball as in terms of the diagonal and then we just all shift over as a unit. Just keeping them one. They didn't cut through us a whole lot of times. We just kept shifting and shifting, forcing them wide. Any balls they got in, that's bread and butter for Tarkovsky and Cody as well. So it was mm-hmm. a really, really good good um you know, good organization as a unit, good game plan. And uh, yeah, you know, it's 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 it sounds easy, you know. Don't be playing players <laughs> smart square pegs and round holes like we've been doing and yeah. we're gonna like, well, players are gonna like, all of a sudden just start looking better with clear instruction in their natural positions, doing what their capabilities allow them to do.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I think one one of the things that I noticed as well, Rich, and, and it came up on match today, uh for the first probably probably ten, fifteen minutes, uh it just wasn't working. DCI was kind of, he was on his own. There was no one getting getting in around or, 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 or even past him for the flick-ons. But he switched McNeil and Walby, And it's just a difference. I know it's just a simple little thing, like Chris said, simple things, but these simple things worked. We were, we were just a different team when they switched wings.
3: Yeah, and if you don't try them, they're not going to come off, basically, you know. So he saw that he was <laughs> So the in-game management, again, from that point was just, you know, let's give it a go, let's change it. And it wasn't just a switch, you know, they were getting up closer to him. So when he was winning the flick-ons so we were there for it. Uh, but, yeah, you know, I think I think everything is just just playing to the strengths and to utilise what we have said, just not overcomplicating it. And, and basically that's what it comes down to, you know, and it's trying to get the best out of it. I think, you know, Daesh, to be fair to me, is using a lot of kind of psychology within it as well, you know, trying to get the best out of him. I think from the time the window closed, saying how good the players he has, and you know, not just bringing players in for the sake of it. But it all feeds into getting the best out of lads, you know, kind of digging them up as much as possible. And, you know, that's that that's what it's all about because, as Chris said, there is some quality there. We haven't seen it that often and we, we just want to kind of, from, from 1 to 11, you know, and, and, and even further, it's important that we get every drop out of them, But, um, yeah, I think the small little things like that really good and I suppose it's easy to throw shade and kind of Lampard and say, right, he's in game management. You know, it will cost us different things. You think back to the Southampton game and, you know, it's just managing that, seeing little things like that to- changing it and, and 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 obviously to our benefit rather than waiting to have to react to something that he seems to be doing that mm. on the front foot but again the players still have to have to perform on it and I think both of them like to the change benefited both of them and, and they were both excellent
1: yeah 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 that's like I said a few players and colleagues at the start a few players going into this game were uh uh, no, under pressure. So, but they just hadn't performed in, in a long time. And the ones who did, we mentioned um the Corey. But McNeil, Collie, I thought his best game. Well, it wasn't hard to be his best game, but his best game in in a long, long time. He was just, and I, I like him when he stays left. And, and those, I, I hate this when he cuts inside and. It just it it just knocks the aim for himself any attacks. But when he stays on the left, and he did it three or four times, went past I don't know who the right is. Don't know is it Ben White? Ben White, yeah, yeah, yeah. To, yeah, yeah like he like he went past him a couple of times, and that's what you want from a left, especially me, for for a left winger, just to stay out there, get wide, put the ball in. But like I said, he was just his best game by the street
0: Yeah. Um... Couldn't agree with Jamar Joe. And not only offensively, but I thought defensively he was very good as well. Mm. And one other thing that I was so happy to see was that he was on corners. This lad has a yeah. terrific whip on him. You know, and under Lampard, just I don't know whether he even took a corner. It was always up to Gray or woby maybe, but surely on the left-hand side, you have a left-foot player put the ball and put it in under the keeper and put it, put the keeper under pressure. Sure, that's mm. that's surely that by football, you know the kind of way. And again, I don't want to have a go at Lampard because, you know, Frank Frank done his bit for us, and and you know some fans and he, he, me included, you know, I just think maybe it was just a little bit too soon for, for Lampard, you know the kind of way. But getting back to to McNeil, I, I thought he was excellent, and he just comes across as a player that may need a arm around the shoulder a bit more maybe than others. Um obviously mm-hmm. Deutsch and, and his backroom staff had him at Burnley, so they know him well. But you know, if 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 he, if he can replicate that, you know, going forward towards the end of the season, and he puts in that same effort, and then again, I come back to my uh, original point. I don't think the Deutsch will let any of them kind of feel as if I well, now I had a good game last week, I'll just take the piss this week. I just mm-hmm. if if he can do that job going towards the end of the season. And again, we look after ourselves, you know, I I hate this, you know, you look at other results and stuff like that, but if we we can turn out displays like that in the last, I think we've maybe 15 or 16 games, Joe. I I don't think we'll have any issues, you know, the Cune, but I thought McNeil was excellent and and ran Onana for for man of the match for me. But you may have said it, Joe, maybe at the start. There's five or six players in that starting 11 that... You, you could have possibly picked as man of the match mm-hmm. you know the kind of way so having five or six players that are getting uh, scores of seven out of ten eight, eight out of ten nine out of ten whatever the case may be just goes to show you what a good display it was you know the kind of way and, and roll on Anfield on and, 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 uh, on Monday night and, and let them go up against that idiot Trent you know the kind of way and, and see how we go on for there
1: yeah I'd say roll <laughs> I don't, think, I don't think I've ever said that to be honest but uh, yeah no yeah, listen off the back of that we'll roll into the, the game on Monday off uh, the back of that Chris confidence had to be like super super high uh, because I wasn't expecting the ending of either Arsenal or Liverpool so Wayne uh, Richie mentioned it earlier like a free hit it's never a free hit out of that kip but yeah uh, I'd snap hands off for a draw now, but it might be a case of just damage limitations. Get in there and just get out with a 1-0 loss. I know it sounds ridiculous after what we did, but we never turn up there.
2: It's funny how things change, isn't it? You know, Us beating the league leaders, we should be going in with a spring in our step. The fans will be boiled again, and they're on a bit of a tough run themselves. Missing Van Dyke, which is a boost, you know. Missing a couple of players, so, you know. So, but we just how many times over twenty years now? I mean, there's always a situation, you know. Even when we were finishing ahead of them in the league, or they're missing their best players, or they're getting Jedi sent off after half, they still turn us over, regardless. No. You know, always, mm-hmm. it just just doesn't happen for us there, and mentality has been a big a big thing for us there we're sort of beaten before we go out a lot of the time and the heads just go but it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see I mean you would you would think look you know how we're going to set up we're going to in terms of the team he puts out there's a big question mark over Calvert-Lewin which is a big thing for us if he's not there Mm -hmm. there's nothing the ball doesn't stick And you know you need that outlet against these because you know you can't just allow them to dictate play because they still have some very good individuals, especially in forward forward areas that can ping a goal in from anywhere despite their struggles. So we need that outlet. So how does he go about it? I think that Mary Gray will come back into the fold. You know, again, that's when players perform. You you know, they earn the right to play this game. I just think the Gray up against Alexander would be a good shot. That bit of pace in behind, which McNeil probably doesn't have to really get in behind them. You just, you know, if you don't have that target man there, we're not going to be pinging crosses in the box anyway. Because Mopi, that's not his game. He's a Mm drop-off and trying to link the play or running behind. You can't just ping long balls because... It doesn't stick. It's not his game. He won't hold the ball up, and the ball will just keep coming bouncing back, as it did, I think, in the Arsenal game. The last half an hour, although he put himself about, and that he was a bit of a nuisance. The ball was just wasn't holding, and we couldn't bring players into play. But they're certainly there. To, look, they're, they're not the team they were, you know. On paper, our midfield should be a lot stronger. The trio there, with the midfield they have, Van Dijk is out. So I mean, their defence we know all about. Gomez, Alexander, Robertson isn't, you know, he can't get up and down the way he may have used it in the last couple of years. He's had a few injuries and that as well. He's probably not as the player he was, you know. So they're definitely there to be got at, but the worry is there's just no goals. How are we, we going to score? Mm-hmm. So I think our best bet of getting anything is just getting a you know, clean sheets or keeping them down to one. Just going from a set piece. We look dangerous on set pieces for the first time all season, but I think that's what it's it's gonna come down to. Or we get a bit of luck, which is unlikely going there because we rarely get a bit of a luck bit of luck going there. So it's very hard to see where our goals are gonna come from, but and the game plan, how it's gonna differ if Calvert lewins not there. It's it's just it's very hard to be optimistic. Like we need to kind of just be grounded, not get too carried away and yeah you know it's still on paper it's going to Anfield it's, despite the games they've had at Brighton and Wolves they've had plenty of chances you know they get the first goal they run away with those games you know I think they are just gone through a phase now where they can see it early and their heads drop and it's, teams kind of you know play them on the break a little bit more and it's you know it's it's really hard to look it's very really hard to see you know how to how he's going to go about it but uh, one thing is for sure, we will be harder to beat than we may have been. We'll work our balls off. We'll cause them some problems. You'd like to think we won't go down without a fight. You know, it's not to be all and end all if we do get beaten by them. Mm. But I uh, like you said, Joe, it's raw. I would take your hand off, but just to keep that unbeaten, you know, start going, a bit of momentum, yeah. going into two good home games where you could get four to six points, we just need to keep ticking points over, build a little bit of momentum which we haven't had consistency is the big thing and I'm sure he'll be driving that home to them but we shouldn't, their fair, the fear factor isn't there with them as much anymore we should be going out and embracing mm-hmm. this and I'm sure he'll mentally he'll have the mindset flipped instead of inferring it, let's embrace this, let's go and take these on, show what we're all about, let's get stuck into them and you know ruffle a few feathers and you know, see how we get on. So, well, look, hopefully it's... I just I hate these games. I hate them. The whole <laughs> watch. Awful. just so anxious the whole time, you know. But you never know. Hopefully we're surprised. I, 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 we could get a win. Well, then, that's just going to springboard us. I think there's no looking back after that. I think confidence will just be absolutely sky high and we, we'll go on a good run of games then. But, um, mm. look, hopefully... It, you can take the performance being there, the basics, like we've spoke about the whole podcast. The performance is there and we don't get a result. Well, then we take it on the chin and we move on, you know. They still have better quality for, in forward areas than we do And at the end of the day. So the commitment's there, you know. They, we show a bit of snide. We get amongst them. We cause them some troubles, you know, and if it doesn't go our way, well, that's the basic we ask, you know. Well, fingers crossed.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that the main thing, Rich, is that uh, and Chris said there, spot on. We can't be afraid of them anymore. We just need to go there. It'd be hard to beat, and if we get something out of the game, we get something. But I think the like, base point is just be so, so hard to beat.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, and I think you're right. We we can go with the inferiority complex, and I suppose. It has no implication whatsoever, but you look at Dyche, I suppose, he took a Burnley side there, where they were unbeaten for four years or so at home, however long it was, he got a win there. So he's not going to be kind of quaking in his boots at the to of going there and, and, and going thinking, oh, it's just about kind of damaged limitations, you know. So it's about kind of getting that mentality across to the players. I think for me, we're in a bit of a catch-22 because you look at Liverpool and you say that they're... At, at the minute they're really slow starters but we can't kind of afford to go gung home and get caught on the break or we're not getting back into the game. You know, last mm-hmm. week we were saying just, just stay in the game, give ourselves a chance and, and when our chances come to try to be clinical. You know, we had three big chances before we scored last Saturday and it's just about kind of staying patient. You know, they, but do, do you kind of go from at the start and say, right, if we can get ahead get here, their heads may drop, you know, and that we might, and the confidence is sucked out of them, the fans get on their back. So I think the game management, again, is really important. How we approach it, how we kind of, how we keep our head throughout the game, you know, and not just go chasing things for the sake of it. We've got to kind of keep the same way as we did last week, keep our shape, keep working Mm -hmm. to the plan and 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 just wait. And fingers crossed that it will come up. But I mean, for me, it's, the midfield, if we can go in and dominate that, dominate that midfield, it just cuts off their supply up front as well. and It puts them in the back foot, and you just hope that we can get something on the break. But again, it's bright. We don't have that outlet with, with with Dama. We we probably won't. So said we're still three, four days away at best, so hopefully we can get something out of him. But I don't know. You, you just can't be confident, you know, despite everything that's going on. They haven't won a league game in, in 2023 yet. So from an outsider looking on, everything is saying, oh yeah, you know, I wouldn't say it's far from nailed on, but, we we, we got to go and believe there, but, I, I'm struggling.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. I, I never look forward to this, like Chris said, I never look forward to these games, no matter how well we're playing, we just, we just talk to shit when we when we go there, it's, uh, I don't know what it is, Collie, to be honest, it's like a, it's like a course, like a male type course. It's, it's. We just don't play well in Anfield. You can probably count on one hand, two fingers, three fingers, maybe. The amount the times we've gone there and played really, really well over the last twenty odd years. But um, I, I, the one thing I do hope for is that we have a strong referee because the, the way we're going to play is we're going to get stuck in. Like we're gonna we're gonna throw a boot in we're gonna leave a leg in there. But we need a strong referee.
0: Yeah, I tend to agree with you. And that's that stat we put up on, on on our group earlier on about Liverpool not having a penalty in the last X amount of games. Well,
1: there
0: you go. Yeah, there you go. You know. Um, and <laughs> uh, but now I I I look Joe. I'd be only repeating what the lads have said in relation to, you know. Mind and you know it's in it's in their heads, but I don't know. Maybe just with with Deutsch, he he has that Moyes touch. Let's let's hope anyway. You know the kind of way, and I actually think he might start Gray uh, through the middle, and but he'll he ask the Corey or Anan to play up right beside him. Then we're attacking, <laughs> and obviously drop back when we're defending because I think Gray can work the channels. But um, look, we we roll on to Monday, Joe, and, and see how we get on, and um, I. Yeah, you know, heart and, and and head. I actually think Joe. will give me my prediction now. One uh, 0 and uh, Salah got a penalty for them.
1: Okay, one 1-0 for Carly. All right, Chris. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: just gonna I'm just gonna hit the default button and just say the beaters one nil.
1: Yeah or not defense mechanisms. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, if you, if you kind of set the bar low, everything is beauty. Uh, Rich.
3: Yeah, I'm kind of in a, in a similar mind, friend. Um, despite everything and all the things there, I just lack and goals for me. I we might get something, but I, I'm gonna go probably to one defeat.
1: Yeah, I I I'm I kind of along the same the uh, line of top. As much as like, we 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 did build it today, it, it, I think that the atmosphere helped us a lot the other day. Um, I was just going to go 1-0 to them. Yeah, I, as much as we, we said last week, as much as we love a uh, win, just, I just can't see us. Uh, goals, are, like everyone said, the goals are a, a real problem. So um, I think if we go there, keep it tight, kind of damage the invitation, 1-0. And then if it ends up near all at one, Jesus, we just wrecked the place and one and hammer leads and we're sniffing for you. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, stop. You have know, to so run yourself after one win, it's mad. Uh, okay, actually, uh, this some far to go. Uh, I just want to give a quick shout out to uh, an old couple of lads. Uh, I met them last week, uh, Chris and Roisin. Uh, they listen in every week, but I just want to give a quick mention out to Jer Gannon out of the Dublin Blues. He's uh, going through a little bit of a tough time at the moment, health-wise, so uh, we just want to send all our best wishes out to Jer and uh, hope he has a speedy recovery soon. Uh, right, lads, listen, thanks very much for today. Uh, talk to us next week, and hopefully we're as happy as we were today uh, Listen to a draw or take a, a, a draw on the old big time. So, uh, right, lads, thanks very much. Take care. All right, lads. You. Take it easy.
3: Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you're interested in joining the Irish Toffee Supporters Club, just send an email to memberships at irish-toffees.com or visit our website, www.irish-toffees.com. Up the toffees.